Welcome to the Everyman Sports Podcast, the show for fans, by fans. No former pros, no so-called experts, just real passionate fans. From outside on a porch to inside a living room, in the parking lot of a stadium to the dining room table, friends and families chat about their teams, their games, and what makes them cheer. This is Everyman Sports. Hello and welcome to another episode of Everyman Sports. My name is Chad. I'm the owner-operator of this podcast. Our number is 626-427-7678. That's 626-427-7678. And you can find us across social media at Everyman Sports. With me this week is my dad. How are you? I'm doing grand. Good. So let's talk about the week that was in the NFL Week 10. And let's finish off with how we... (laughs) How we uh, were part of last week's episode as the Steelers just trounced, trounced the <laughs> Panthers 52 to 21. They're mighty, mighty. I mean, the, yeah, they just, the yeah, Steelers did not, did not let up on Cam. And uh, I right. mean, I mean, and Crit- what about the Bell story? Well, Bell is now officially, he never, he never reported. So he right. is now, so now they're talking about that this is the loophole. That so much you're, that this is going to start a trend, at least for those who you know, because the a lot of the players don't like the franchise tag, even though it's supposed to you know, because the whole point of the Be- franchise because tag, because they don't have the long term deal right, and because you can do it pretty much year to year depending on and the whole thing about the franchise tag is it let it keeps you within like the it's top a it, five average. Right, the top five average of uh, you well, know fourteen point five million is is nothing to sneeze at. No, it's not. But I mean, you know, when you hear words, right? But when you hear words about control and disrespect, well, then that's that's well, a big... longevity and career. You should have picked an offensive line or a different sport. You know, I mean, it's a career choice, right? I mean, you wanted to be a running back. I know, but I mean, but yeah, don't. So I'm just saying. Right, but don't forget, running backs and wide receivers; these aren't exactly humble people. <laughs> you know that they're, they're in well, front. I think he might be humble because apparently he can live without the riches. Yeah, and apparently and he then, can. You know, you know, maybe that's good. And apparently he can live with the things that were in his locker being taken. So as uh, <laughs> as the deadline passed, that means that nobody's coming to get his stuff. So uh, his uh, teammates, or what you might call former teammates, right. basically picked apart uh, his locker room because as soon as they took the, right. his nameplate off the locker. You know, they were they were you know people going like, "Hey, who wants the suit? Anybody want a suit?" Right, right. You know, his right. his his night his Nikes were you know <laughs> passed around. Like, you want these? You want these? Because nobody's if he if he's not coming to pick them up, and nobody oh, else is. Please, can he play this, somebody on that schedule? Yeah, well, we'll see. So, so we'll see who signs him, right? Right. Well, I'm I believe okay. that there's going to be plenty of people who are going to plenty of teams are going to line up to sign him. Um. You know, it's just how will really? it... Really? You think so? I think so. I mean, look, you, you've heard the Jets mentioned, although that wouldn't be my top pick. Yeah, but I heard that they can put this transition tag on him, and he, can, he has to play next year for 14.5, which he would have got this year. Right, but also, but again, as we've talked about with somebody with a team like the Steelers, because that's the yeah. other thing, like that money can be opened up for other players. Yeah. Now right. that I get it, I get it. You know, because they said, you know, Drew, yeah, they moved past him. They've a great yeah. Group. So you know what? All right, fine, get yeah. out of here. You can go go bilk somebody else for your you know twenty I, I, million. Yeah, it might have a, re, a reverse effect, but people, it's still it's still it's still the league that's a, it's a coach's league. It's not a player's league. No, I understand that. So I, maybe maybe we'll see how this works out with him. Right. You know? 
but 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 all you need is a um, desperate coach in a situation and a desperate GM and a desperate owner or even yeah, yeah, a, even yeah. a dictate an overly dictating owner to say yeah. no sign him i don't yeah. care and then but they go how come there's no offense projects look at the jets didn't they sign somebody 62 million or whatever you hear all these things and then they don't play right well and that's a big part of it look at it. one thing that teams like the steelers do and yes of course the patriots do it, but they the the the, the, the logo on the helmet means more than the name on the back it's what are you going to do for that's best for the team? I hate Brady, but look, I mean, there, he was vocal about one. I need more playmakers. I need this here. Take money out of my contract. You know, I'll rework my deal. Whatever. Oh, open he's benevolent. Wow. So how nice is that? Well, but the point being is that for somebody like him, he wants to keep up the. I need the. You know, spread yeah. it around so I can get. A good collection, and the same and thing. Is, is he another player that they're going to owe for like twenty five years? Who? Brady. What do you mean? Owe? Yeah, oh, like the uh, deferred payments. Like oh, pay him in the future. Nah, I don't. I don't know about yeah. that. No, because you know what? He look. He's the other type who's got. You know, he's got endorsements. He doesn't need to worry about money. Like he only cares about. He only cares about the titles. And all right, good for him. It's just okay. As long as you don't cheat to get him. Uh, speaking about fifty-two, the Saints almost matched him fifty-one to fourteen, beaten up on the Bengals. Um, yeah, they have faded real bad. Has bought the even... Bengals have faded, and to and they think they improved their coaching staff by by hiring Hugh Jackson back. And how's it? What wasn't he three thirty-six and one? Yeah, but I mean, look, wait. wait. How do you get better? I mean, how does he get better if I practice? Well, hold on a second. Who Wade? We talk about Wade Phillips. He was a fantastic. He's a fantastic. Every defense he goes to and takes over as defensive coordinator improves right. immediately. He's a terrible right. head coach. We've talked about you know Norv Turner. Norv Turner was an average at best head coach, but when he go look, I mean Carolina, yeah, the, a specialist. So you're saying he's a specialist and he can make it different. The same way that player, major league baseball players okay. should be there should be a quadruple. You know they call them the quadruple A players. Yeah. They're better than triple A, but they're not major league players. That's what okay. some that's what some coaches are. You're a terrible head coach, but man, you're yeah, the. Yeah. Yeah, you're the best was, coordinator we've yeah. ever had. But 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 the other side of that is that he, it's his best friend. He says you don't hire your best friends. I know. You don't hire you know. Well, what Marvin Lewis is going to lose his job? Well, he I'm, should. I mean, the Browns are run on the cheap. I mean, really. I, I, the only reason the only he? reason the only reason Marvin Lewis has a consistent job and has been there for so long is because they don't want to pay some of you know. Astronomical fee for, or at least what they deem, the Browns well, deem. He does have a great smile. He seems like a nice guy. Yeah, he's fine. And look, he's got the respect of his players. But holy cow, they can't really get up for some of these games. I'm glad that You're they. Right. I'm yeah. glad that they walked through their first five yeah, games. Yeah, but they're not on the police plotter anymore. No, well, Pac-Man's gone. So, um, and uh, quite the upset. 34 to 10 Titans over the Patriots. Um, How does that happen? Well, um this year I think I think finally I think finally Vrabel knows the secrets. I definitely think Vrabel knows the secrets cuz now you're talking about so when Patricia went up and so I think that you know the old assistants that Belichick had that became head coaches Romeo Crennel and you know uh, Weiss, all these other guys who have gone out somewhere else and they just have not been O'Brien. 
they just they're a little bit there's just something about Patricia and Vrabel at least this season in those two particular weeks that they were able to get their teams up cuz also these are recent like this is recent Brady like you know Cornell is w- thinking about Brady when he was still the game manager like pre07 you know mm-hmm. O'Brien hasn't had to deal like he went to Penn State for a while like he didn't have to deal with Brady for what the last f- 7 years yeah. But here's Vrabel, at least like two years removed. Plus, he played with the guy. Like that's an intimate knowledge of a of a of a, of a person that you're getting sure. to. And plus, Patricia. I mean, just <laughs> not even twelve We're months ago. Students of the game, right? Not even twelve months ago was he trying to in practice. You know, try <laughs> to get him, try to get Brady. So yeah. when when you have that, when you have that intimate knowledge of the opponent, and you can pump up your guys and get ready for this game. Plus, Tennessee is actually in position for a playoff spot. So they're fighting for their lives. You know, Lions did it early in the year. So they're, that was still... So you're at, looking for good things from them? And, and I'm saying Mariota is a bust. I don't think he's a bust, but I, I think I'd put him more in line with Alex Smith than I would, you oh, know... Really? Well, in terms of what I expect... He's, he's at, I, I say Alex Smith is being very careful. I, I don't think that Mariota is being... Like, Mariota is not... Win- he's careful. There's a lot of turnovers. But he's... Uh, I'll have to look it up, but he's not Winston in terms of just whatever, you know. He Blakeman face mask here. Sorry to interrupt. Not a problem, as you have the game on. Yeah, safety first. Yeah, I haven't, seen, I haven't seen much of that this year. Face mask. No, 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 you haven't. All right, so Mariota stats this season. Hold on a second. Yeah. Turnovers. Mariota, he's uh, seven touchdowns, five interceptions, plus uh, one lost right. fumble. So. No, um, but th- but that's, that's, that's seven and six, right? But histor- so here are his stats year to year: touchdowns and interceptions, nineteen and ten, twenty six and nine, okay, thirteen and fifteen was last year, and they made the Ooh. playoffs. But um, he also he what he can do with his legs is also important too. That was before the injury, right? But I mean, he's still rushing. You know, he averages twenty. He, he read he year to year he averages twenty rushing yards a game. Mm-hmm. I mean, but I mean that's that's basically that's two first lot. downs. Yeah. yeah, that's a lot. And plus, he so can he 20%. can he can do something Brady can't, which is catch the ball and run for a first down. <laughs> I mean, they keep trying to throw it to Brady. I mean, this is a guy who's got two bad legs. There's a reason he was the slowest quarterback in the draft, and that was right. that was over twenty. It was twenty years ago at this point. That's <laughs> so. Look, I don't think the Patriots. I wouldn't say that they're in trouble because all they need to do is just get to get to January, and then they have what two, three games. But now, now, I mean, this is three losses for the Patriots in a league where Kansas City's nine and one, and if Pittsburgh, if Pittsburgh actually continues on their dominant ways, they have a tiebreaker. They. That tie gives them a tiebreaker over New England. New England. The road, you're saying. New England. New England would not only have to host the; they don't get a bye week, so they'd have to host the first round game. And depending on who comes <laughs> in, they because if I remember correctly, last time they had to host a, a first round game was the Ravens, and they smashed them like thirty nine to nothing. That could happen again. Yeah, sure. But you can't expect them expect them to go right back to the Super Bowl. No, yeah, it was a long drought. I forget how many years. I mean, it, there was such a such a space in between that I think that. All three of the major teams won in Boston, meaning that... Before uh, they the, did. The, yeah. Before they did again, I should the, say. 
Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Bruins, right? The Celtics. Well, if I remember, you know, and and the Red Sox all won, I think, titles in between Patriot wins. I want to say it was ten years because they made the last made That's the Super Bowls. Oh one, oh three, oh four. So oh four. So I think they made it back in two thousand fourteen, something like that. Yeah, I think it had been ten years. years. There you go. Right. So, but uh, so could happen again. Right. So if New England needs to, if, if the Patriots go back to Super Bowl, they're going to have to play three games, and right. one of them is going to be at home, definitely. Yeah. So this isn't two games, two at home, and then you know we'll right. see you down in the warm weather. Okay. So that's that. Um, the Browns, you know, the Falcons put up a big number on the Redskins the previous week, and then the Browns, you know, host them, and, and they put up the big number, 28-16 to 16 over the Falcons. Um, and the story in Cleveland is, who's going to be the head coach? Is it going to be a college coach? I don't is think that... going to be... Well, right now, Greg... Well, it's not going to be Todd Haley, because he wanted to be, and obviously he's gone. But right now, Greg... Right, yeah. right now, Greg Williams is, and that's about all they really need. Yeah, I'm talking about they're going to have somebody to play offense. I mean, he, he he's the transition guy. He's just holding down the fort. Right. Well, you see that with the Browns. Yeah, they're going to want an offensive coach. Speaking yeah, Mayfield, about, you got to go. For, you you got to go all in. I agree for Mayfield, and May, Mayfield's doing really well. So, speaking right. of uh, potential uh, future offensive head coaches, the Jets right. win a terrible loss, forty-one to ten, against the Bills, in which Matt Barkley. I mean, Nathan. They started Nathan Peterman all these weeks. They should have been starting Barkley. I mean, this is a guy who got up, and they they Wait, well, they actually they actually cut uh, Peterman. They cut Peterman. They finally got rid of the poor guy. Is, is he he goes down as one of the all time worst? Um, He's pretty bad. Like you've heard, all, you saw his stats. Yeah, I mean, this is a guy who lifetime. this is a guy who threw an intercept. He threw uh, several interceptions, and in the game, his quarterback rating went up. I mean, you've heard the stats where if Aaron Rodgers were to throw, you know, uh, an interception in all passes for the rest of his career, he would still have a better quarterback rating than Nathan Peterman did. Like all this stuff. Like it's like in baseball when the pitcher, you know, I he came up for a cup of coffee. He he recorded one out, but he gave up five runs in an inning, and right, he's got right. like an infinity. So, but I mean, so yeah, so Matt Barkley comes in. And, I mean, LaShawn McCoy didn't know what to do. There was so much open field. And Todd Bowles is officially, it's not even on the hot seat. It's the only thing that we've heard is McCagnin is safe as GM, which I'm not going to fault. Oh, first of all, I'm not going to fault ownership on that because I really don't want to overturn everything. Right. You know, well, yeah. I, I think uh, the question is, are they going to overpay for talent? They got it like 100 whatever in the bank to spend and you know they're going to try to do it that way they're going to you know well they're, they're going to do it well look they're going to have a top 10 pick i mean there's no doubt about that right. you know they can think t- it's not going to get better for them they still have they still have to play new england twice um oh god it hurts but yeah so the i no it's not going to really matter for bowls so so they so bowls is out they just don't want to change head coaches mid-season which all right fine and if anything they're just going to lose more, so it guarantees us a top 10 pick, maybe even a top 5. So that's number one. Number two is McCagnin, at least you have to give him uh, you know, another chance with a head coach. You know, Look, Tremaine Johnson, if he stays on the field, should be healthy enough. I mean, Jamal Adams is a good player. Uh, that, that, that's another you know, a shred of evidence why you shouldn't overpay for talent. Right. So, but, so here's, my, here's my concern then. He's going to say, all right, 
I'm getting, you know, because I'm sure they're going to, just like we were talking about with the Browns, hiring an offensive head coach to work with Baker Mayfield. You know, mm. you know you've heard, th- so there's a rumor is that, you know, Bruce Arians would want to come in and coach the Jets. You know, he's kind of said like, sure, I'd love to coach again. He didn't specifically name the Jets, but I mean, any head coach, especially a veteran head coach, is going to want to come into a situation with a, a, st- a quarterback. Like a quarterback you can yeah, win with, sure. not a backup, not I don't know where the future is. And Darnold has the ability to do that. So well, there's that. And so then if they decide, well, we need more offense, and if they to say, well, it doesn't matter what the offensive line can do, let's just get a, right. a big-name running back and sign Bell, like you were saying. like that's a, that's a perfect example of the Jets would overpay to get Bell to come in to, you know, look, be a pass-catching back, but... Will he be effective if that then pulls away from the offensive line? So there's a lot of obviously there's a lot of questions, um, but I know one. Yeah, for, 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 what's his name? Who? Bowles? McCagnan? Whatever his uh, general manager's name. Mike McCagnan. Yeah, McCagnan. There's a lot of questions. Yeah, that, that's above our pay grade. No, of course that is. So we'll have to see. I mean, one thing that's not in question is that the New York Jets will make will make people drink. Uh, new story out of uh, New Jersey that a cop pulled over a a, uh, a guy for, and gave him a DUI, and uh, his response was the I'm sorry I was drinking because the because the Jets made me do it. The jet <laughs> the game was so bad, 41 to 10 was the loss that this man got drunk, drove, and his excuse for drunk driving drunk was, you know, look, don't drive drunk, but you know, it, I'm I can't say I'm really surprised that that would happen. Right. Like no other franchise would have that. Mm-hmm. That's like saying you know. The Mets and the but, Jets have a lot of this. Isn't that more typical of the, of the image of a Jets fan? Yeah, I mean, you could I mean, say you, you kind of have to get drunk there. What, what else are you going to do? It's not like you're saying quality stuff in front of you. If the Mets played less games, you would see the exact same blotter come across. The Mets made me drink so much I had to drive. So, no, yeah, well, but you know the tolls. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that keeps people like him, right? You know, away. From the inner city, right. One team the Jets are going to have to fight for for a top ten pick is Jacksonville, as they they fall in a close game, twenty nine to twenty six, to the so Colts. Without, without that running back, what is that team? For, well, Big for, Fournette came back and he actually played pretty well, but the problem yeah. is is that the quarterback. You talk about a, a situation with the quarterback. We've gone over Bortles many times. Right. Um, get get Manning over there. Uh, Fitzmagic in Tampa Bay had over five hundred yards of offense. They scored three points. How is that possible? Uh, a fumble lost, an interception, uh, a missed pass in which um, Ryan Fitzpatrick throws it at Deshaun Jackson's feet. Like here, ca- no, literally at his feet. Like here, catch it. Oh, sorry, too low. Right. And Washington right. pulls it out, sixteen to three. So they their stranglehold on the uh, AFC East has uh, strengthened. I mean, they're they've they've got they're two games ahead of Dallas, and Dallas is under five hundred. The Sunday night. Yeah, but that, that's Thanksgiving. Right. And I'm surprised they did that because that to me is a standalone, a standalone game. Oh, Dallas and, and Washington? That, that, that gets viewers. Yeah, of course it gets viewers. So, so, but it's, you at least want to get, look, Dallas always gets the better matchup on um, Thanksgiving it's Day. It's usually with an AFC team. 
Right, but then but they've gotten rid of those. That's why you'll sometimes see two AFC teams playing on Fox now, or two NFC teams playing on. Uh, yeah, I was wondering why. Well, be, what's the answer? Well, to they that? they broke the flexibility. Part of the reason is is because for these uh, Thanksgiving games, they've decided instead of because we've got those that Thanksgiving night game, which you know it used to right. uh, Pats and you know. Basically, what they decided to do is schedule makers make those division games. Not only does it count for something within sure. the division, but you have those natural rivalries, i.e., yeah. Washington and oh, Dallas. I'd appreciate it. You know, I I'm, mean, I'm li- glad they're doing it. You know, for years, that's the way it used to be. Right for years, the Lions would have to be the one. Like the Lions just got beat up on on Thanksgiving Day, and then they mm-hmm. decide, well, how are we going to make people watch these games? Well, we'll just put the Bears in. Oh, that's brilliant. Well, Let's put know, the Packers in. more people would watch if they didn't wear those big, long, stretchy socks. I guess. But, you know, they'd like the look. I like the look of that. <laughs> well, it's a, well, it's also it's the... like old-school baseball. It is. Well, don't forget, they also have the low-cut uh, low cut shoes. Like, they don't yeah, have high tops sure. in, in I, football. I, I do like that. Right. So if you had high-top shoes, at least it would sort of cut off, oh, okay. those don't look so low. I'm just saying. And plus, I like those Thanksgiving Day looks. You know, Dallas, I, I do like that that sort of early, that original Dallas Cowboys look. You know, the okay. re, the white helmet with the navy blue star, all that stuff. I don't like the team, but um, so so you so you'll get that. I, and Dallas beat uh, Philadelphia in Philadelphia, twenty seven to twenty. So it's over for Philly. I think true it's over. True. I think it's over for Philly. And you know, Amari Cooper has been making an impact with Dallas. But I don't think okay. it's I don't think it's enough in the NFC to really catapult themselves to not even a division title, but even a wild card. Dak's not Russell Wilson. No, but he's also not Jameis Winston. He's not Jamarcus Russell. He's he's fine. He doesn't have the footwork. Mm, yeah, and I, I I think he's. I don't think. I mean, it's so, what does he lack? But, you know, it's not targets. It's him, right? I think to an extent, I think he needs to up his uh, completion percentage. I think he needs to, you know, he makes plays, but I think they're also, you know, the offensive line that was so vaulted uh, for so long has now, you know, taken taken some dings in its armor. And also the loss of Witten. I mean, they need, uh, I forget the, uh, the tight end that they have now, but I mean. Did, do you think he gave advance notice Witten? when he left? Because it kind of surprised me. But I mean, for how long he played? Like you can't really say it's true, surprising. True, true. You know, I mean, the guy played long enough where it's like, I think right, I'm done. Right. Okay, I'm done. And with now, all, do you think he saw that his roommate could do it? So why couldn't he? Yeah, and especially where like, well, I could retire, and I have a guaranteed option to work here because you know somebody at ESPN was right, like, hey, look, right. if you want to join here, you're you're more than welcome. Okay, I'll do it. Uh, Chiefs <laughs> yeah. continue their winning ways. I like them. I like them. I I like both of them. I think they're good. They're, they're both good for the game. I think Roma. I think Romo's better on the mic, though. Yeah. Well, he was the quarterback too. Right. Sure. Uh, Kansas City continues their winning ways, going nine and one over Arizona. We knew that was gonna. We knew they were gonna win. It's just by how that's, much. That's the greatest show on earth. <sighs> it's coming close. And look, they didn't even cover in that game because that they were getting seventeen. They were given seventeen, and it was it was uh, it was uh, was the twelve. They only won by twelve. Right. Um, speaking of twelve points, that was that could have uh, had the Bears even at a higher score. They won thirty-four to twenty-two. Cody Parker, their kicker for the Bears, on a windy day, 
hit, not missed, hit the uprights in pretty much the exact same spot on four kicks. Oh. On four separate kicks, he hit. Is he on the waiver wire? No. No. Because they won 43 to 22, and it was a windy day. <laughs> How good are they? They're they're good, and and they've been good with Mac out. So once Mac comes right, back in, right, true, right. true I'm talking about the offense. Trubisky has been unbelievable, and so now we're really seeing what he can do. And so was this a sophomore, junior yeah, he, year? Yeah, he. I forget how many. What did he have? Sixteen starts in college or something? Something like that. He was he was very young. A total, I forget. Right. Um. Moving down, so the Rams go into Seattle. Thirty-six, thirty-one. That was a surprise. That was a big line. That was at least ten. Oh, I'm sorry. No, no, no. They hosted. I apologize. They didn't go in. They hosted. Yeah, they hosted after a loss in New Orleans. Yeah. And uh, Seattle kept it pretty close. Yeah, they did. But um, thirty-one points they put up, right? Yeah, and it, that surprised me. It did. You know, the defense. Not that it's been it. I think that they're sort of getting into their... The defense is getting into its own head. Like it's a problem. Uh, Trubisky played 18, 20, 31 games in college. He started 31 games. Wow. Yeah. His senior year, he played. He started 13. Prior to that, he started 9 and 9. He might not have started those all those games. or Probably not, but in any case... That's what I mean. Well... Okay. Yeah, because yeah, I don't think he started all in his senior year either. Mm-hmm. Did he? He had to have. If he's throwing thirty touchdowns and thirty-seven hundred yards, he probably started all those games in senior year. So yeah, so uh, Rams hosting that thirty-six, thirty-one. Uh, the Chargers, boy, LA's getting a lot of love, twenty to six over Oakland. And now because of that, Los Angeles. How bad is Oakland? They're bad, but you know what? They're going to get the number one pick, and they're. They've got they've got enough picks. Gruden Gruden's smart enough to know. He and then you hear Mark Davis, the owner, taking on the um, he's 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 taking on the brunt of the uh, the Khalil Mack because he didn't want to pay the money. Shock! Yeah, I'm, I'm yeah. shocked. A man with a haircut like that doesn't want to pay money. Well, who didn't know that? No, apparently he, he was going to let Gruden just you know, or at least somebody. I guess Gruden was. Uh, you know, going to be the the good soldier and take the ah, you know, I'll take the heat. And Mark Davis like, no, 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 it was me. I didn't want to pay the money. Again, I'm shocked, not shocked at all. <laughs> but he's going to be leaving town, so it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Besides, though. Well, when you lose that many games, forget it. Just remember, Ray Lewis was drafted after the Browns left Cleveland, like in the in the draft, the initial Baltimore Ravens draft. They drafted Ray Lewis, so you don't need. Sometimes it doesn't matter. Oh, yeah, where so Lockett gets loose right deep, and they got double coverage on him, and they, you know, run right into him off the route, and they get the flag, and now, now, you know, huge yardage in the air. Seattle, the Seattle Green Bay game going on. Speaking of Green Bay, thirty-one to twelve over Miami. Miami's falling off. Green Bay is starting to, starting to churn. Rogers is. A, yeah, you can't count them out, right? Rogers is a man playing angry. So thirty-one twelve. Uh, and the Giants he actually like being the underdog. No, he doesn't. Giants actually win twenty-seven to twenty-three in San Francisco. Nick Mullins played. Giants. Well, so, so Eli lives lives on. He lives for another day, and so does Shermer's job. Uh, so let's. No, no, how about this week? Well, let's talk about the you know this week, this upcoming week, week eleven. What are yeah, your best bets this week? The Giants, yeah. So, what are your best bets this week? 
Well, I was thinking that uh, to take JPP. He said he, he had marked this on the calendar when they, uh, when he left town. Right, so Tampa Bay at New York. He said he got a phone call. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I can believe it. I can believe it. Um, so, you know, uh, two underperforming teams, obviously. I have I have it as a, a pick em. You do? Yeah, I have it here. Pick em. Okay, yeah. Yeah, I'm thinking the Bucks can do that. Yeah, I could see that, and I think Fitzpatrick, I mean, after last week, um, I, I think that they right. will want to get back on that horse and really and tr- try to push the envelope. And especially if Be- if 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 Manning and Beckham really start off and Barkley runs the ball a lot, Tampa's going to play catch up, and they're going to want to play catch up in a hurry. So, right. that's what I see. All right, so you like Tampa Bay with the points? Yes, yes, yeah, that sounds good. Okay, any others? Um, well, I'd like the Chargers. So the Chargers hosting Denver, the three and six Denver. I mean, the Chargers are on what a five six game winning streak, something like that. Right. Seven? I forget how many games they've won in a row. So they're given seven and a half to Denver. Yeah, I could take that. And it's right. not it's not in Denver, so you know it's I mean it's gonna it's gonna feel like a game in Denver because there's no Charger fans. I mean you right. see week in and week out, like the they actually pan the stadium, like if they take a freeze frame. Look at all the jerseys in the background. Those are the color red. Chargers don't have the color red. You know, oh that's the color green. Chargers don't have green. Right. So And you gotta like the Colts. Uh, I, what did I see? Oh, Forty-eight attempts passing for uh, Luck and zero sacks. Well, that means that the offensive but they line... play that kind of football, right? Well, this and, he, and, and he's coming around, right? Right. I have it as a pick'em, and not only that, but Tennessee might be on the hangover. Big win over. We've seen this before. Sure. Big big win over um, the Patriots. Yeah. I mean, look. <laughs> Jacksonville hasn't been able to get over that hangover. I mean, ever since that win over well, the... Then, yeah, but if Lux stays sharp, they have a real chance to take that division, don't they? Yeah. Uh, they're two games... They're a game back behind Tennessee, so this game is key for the Colts. And they're two games back from Tennessee. Um, so, it, the, yeah, they're they're in striking distance. Right. And they're also in striking distance of a playoff, because... Kansas City and the Chargers are both coming up from the West, so that leaves one, one wild card spot remaining. You know, you, your choices are Miami, Cincinnati, uh, Tennessee, or Indianapolis, and maybe Baltimore. Uh, Baltimore seems to be fading. Right. So you got to pick one of them, and right. then either Houston, Tennessee, or the Colts win the South. So there's a couple options, but not exactly easy roads. So, so you like the Colts, pick them. You like Tampa Bay, pick them, and you like the Chargers. Plus, uh, yeah, plus, that's enough right there. Yeah, given seven and a half. Speaking and, of, and and who wouldn't like the Steelers? Uh, it's true. The deadline walked up though. It's like six now, isn't it? I have it at five. Pittsburgh oh, given five, five okay. in Take Jacksonville. It. Yeah, why not? It's not like Jacksonville can actually write the ship. Um, no, I think I think that's sale. Right. Now, speaking of L.A., two things about L.A., you know, we're talking about how just last year we were talking about this was a a mitigated disaster uh, with the Chargers and the Rams, both in L.A., Hmm. and the Chargers are nothing. But now both of them are combined 16-3 and this season, you know, and plus on top of that, the Rams were in the playoffs last year. 
And now both of them have been moved into, they've been flexed into a Sunday night spot later in the season. Week 13, it's going to be the Chargers and I believe the Steelers, Chargers-Steelers, one of those games. I'd say to say that. And then Rams week four, or week 14, I believe that's Rams. Oh, talking about Rams, they got a home game now. They're supposed to be in Mexico. Right, so the other news about the Rams, so they're... Kansas City. This is another big game. I mean, so many games of the year you see, and a lot of them. I mean, that, that's, that's a lot of the Super Bowl. Most people say they want to see, but I really want to see Breeze and uh, Mahomes. And that'd be a pretty good. That'd be a pretty good one. But I mean, look, golf is nothing to scoff at. Although now they're they're down a wide receiver in Cooper Cup, so we'll see how so they that deal makes with that. A difference. But I mean, this is a game. You know, you couldn't necessarily. This is a Monday night game, and this this really would be flexed into the Sunday night. But this is Monday night. ESPN actually got a gift this year. Kansas City at at what was supposed to be a neutral site against the Rams in Mexico City. Yeah. yeah. Um, but because of did, of horrible field conditions, including yeah, concerts there, trampled the place. Right. A Sha- yeah, a Shakira concert, and everybody's. Um, Everybody's hips don't lie, so now they have to move the game to the Coliseum. And they're talking about $45 million of revenue coming into, that was supposed to come into Mexico City, gone. You know, there's a, there was a report of a one uh, Rams, uh, I'm sorry, Chiefs fan, who booked an Airbnb, plane tickets, something to the tune of two, uh, $2,300, and they, this person made... Everything was signed, sealed, delivered on Monday. <laughs> on Tuesday, they decided to move the game. So this person can't even. You can't get to... depend on the NFL. No, but at the same time, like you got to be smart about this. You know, no matter where but, it is. Yeah, but I thought they, you know, you figured they were contracted. The field had to be in, in the condition, or you know, it's part of this this mega deal. Right, I know, but they also real. Who knows what they what they were thinking? But the problem is, is that this is now the situation. Now you'd bet you would hope that this never happens again. What about the our players, prima donnas? I mean, I mean, I didn't see any like rocks out there or anything. No, but I mean, you know, I, I mean, just remember back. It wasn't that but long. What happened to today's to line up and play? Well, then you got skill positions and you got money and you've got, you know, right. you've got right. um, they're, st- they're valuable pawns. There, absolutely, and especially, uh, and don't forget, the NF, this is also partially an NFL decision. This isn't just the coaches saying, no, we don't want that's, to. That's back to safety. Right, but can, so you want, so imagine you're the NFL. You're talking, this is your future Super Bowl matchup, and Tyreek Hill goes down, and right. Todd Gurley goes down. I mean, this is a guy who is in line as a legitimate. He goes em- down because the, the turf's uh, soft or what? Right, so you, you're going to see yeah. him on a on a third down run where he's doing a sweep, and then he's clutching his knee the next second? Yeah, but yeah, but I don't really think it was that, because what it looked like to me, because I saw the, the patchwork when they showed, like, like you know, from a bird's eye view. Right. You know, and so it looks like the, the, the visual would have been poor. Well, I'm you sure. know, uh, to, by uh, uh, televising it. Right. You know, I, I, I don't think, you know, but I, I didn't walk the field, I mean. Right, but this uh, this also isn't just a um, grass field. Yeah. Like, this is the this is that flubber stuff. This is that, you know, not AstroTurf. Yeah. So now you're dealing with all sorts of, you know, imperfections in it. Like yeah, little... but, it, you know, in the old AFC, they, they would have just adjusted the play calling. 
you know, to the Port Turf and, you know, had a big back. They would have done all kinds of different stuff. Right, but, but how long ago was that? <laughs> You're right. No, I'm serious. This isn't even 10 years ago. Like every... I'm talking about 55 years oh, Okay, ago. all right. So then there you go. Sorry. Okay. I mean, still, like, people still get on the Raiders for... Why is there still a baseball field? Right, right. You know, so, like, nobody can can think about that stuff anymore. Right. Okay, like, back to the modern time. Yeah, it's moved on. With, with, with these gladiators. That's right. So that has moved on as well. Uh, moving over to baseball and some of the awards that have gone through... So manager of the years, Bob Guerin uh, for the A's. I mean, I, and I think that's a good choice. Also, the Braves manager, I forget his name off the top of my well, head. He sure deserves it. He sure did. I mean, he was, and he, you know, although I, I still would have. I didn't see that coming. No. No, not at all. Um, say, O'Brien Skit, uh, Skitner. Skit, Skitker? Skitker. Skitker. It's a mouthful, that's for sure. Um so he wins. So they so they win manager of the year, and then big, uh, big contentious at least with some fans in the uh, of the New York Yankees um, for the fi- for the winners of the uh, rookie of the year. Uh, Otani won with a, uh, a what was his thing? Uh, he got tw- out of thirty first place votes. He got twenty five. Twenty five first place votes. For the um, rookie of the year, five for um, uh, Andujar, Miguel Andujar, right. and that was a big that was a big contentious issue because every, so many people thought, at least especially Yankee fans, that Andujar, being the best hitter on the Yankees this season, should have won. When you look at it, I mean, Ota, you know, if you're looking at the traditional stats, home runs and doubles and all this stuff. But not only was Otani uh, a better on base on base percentage, but also he was. I mean, he pitched too. Yeah, but I'm I'm looking at through, you know if you look back through the years, I'm looking at the years you know aren't always standouts. No. In no. fact, I think the opposite is true. I think you're right. Yeah, you shouldn't really get to. People do. No, of course they do. And really what that does is it just kills the career. Right. You know, I mean it it, it it's like being on on Madden. Yeah. Yeah. That there is something really to that. But there's no reason to get so uh, I mean, again, Andahar had really good stats, but when you look at I mean, who was it? He had a better war did uh Otani. You know, 3.9 over 2.2. I mean, 2.2 and you're the best hitter on the Yankees? And they weren't even, like, that drastic. You know, 22 home runs to 27 home yeah. runs. If you're looking traditional sets. Sure, RBIs weren't that high. Yeah, but that's how Young's more more exciting to talk about. You know, he had a Otani had a 40-point on-base percentage better. Plus, he was 4-2 and two with a 3.31 ERA. Compared with what he did, uh, and he did that needing Tommy John surgery, he stopped pitching. He still was a great hitter. So yeah, but sure. I I totally agree. Andahar should not have won Rookie of the Year with Otani's season. And also Torres was on the team. I mean, he didn't take any first place votes away from Andahar, but you know, I didn't think Andahar was the best hitter on the Yankees. It really wasn't. Uh, and Ronald Acuna uh, beat uh, Juan Soto handily for the NL Rookie of the Year. And uh, Blake Snell beat out Justin Verlander in a pretty close, 
close matchup for AL Cy Young. Uh, Blake Snell of the Tampa Bay Rays. Um, right. You know, 1.89 ERA, 221 strikeouts. Um, so that was, re- I mean, yeah. He had a, an ERA plus. 221 with, strikeouts. Yeah, and this was, now don't forget, the Rays just have changed up how they're using their um, their pitching staff. They'll right. they'll throw like they don't have traditional starters except Blake Snell. I mean Blake Snell. If you if you like wins and losses, twenty one and five. And, I know. I mean, I mean that's it. You know who's going to get a chance to win over twenty games? Is he the only guy? Corey Kluber won twenty games in for the uh, Cleveland Indians this year. Okay. Louis so two people. Louis Severino had nineteen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's so I'm an, just saying twenty game winners. I mean that that used to be a big mark. Yeah, but that that now now it's a huge mark because you, you don't get as many starts. Right, five right five five rotation or more. The average um, game starts are are about thirty two. They average thirty two a season. Um, Verlander is is Superman, and he pitched thirty. He had thirty four game starts this year. Corey Kluber had thirty three. Yeah. Um, but like Chris Sale. And Trevor Bauer, they both had 27, so you know it ebbs and flows. You see it a lot more consistently in the National League. You know, uh, 32 all the way down. The top six in the uh, NL Cy Young voting all had at least 32. Most. And why is that? They bat. They bat. It's more consistent. Um, you know, I I don't know what it is with the American League. You know, they don't have to worry. They can move guys around. They don't have to worry about, like, double switching and stuff like that. That's what I'm saying. Right. So with the National League, the um, the uh, coronation finally came about. Uh, Jacob deGrom, 29 out of 30 first place votes. And he wins. Ten wins. Ten wins, but a, one, a 1.7 ERA. That was the a- ERA title for the... For baseball this year, he had it's like the sixth lowest since whenever since two thousand, or even before that I think. But the lowest since two thousand, which I think was a a Pedro Martinez year, two hundred sixty nine strikeouts. Yes, Max Scherzer had three hundred strikeouts, but his ERA was almost a full a full point a full run higher two fifty three. Plus, I mean, of the quality starts. How many in a row? Twenty. Something. 25 in a row. Look, we I've said the stat before. If the Mets had scored one run in at least one run in all of his starts, yeah. or I'm sorry, uh, yeah, two runs or whatever, he would have been 32 and 0 or 30 and 0 or something <laughs> like that. Like it's it's it, it's unbelievable, and that's all it really takes. I mean, he gave up. Two, they had, let's see, their innings. Scherzer had three more, three and two thirds more innings than Degrom. And Degrom gave up twenty-one less runs, earned runs. And if you're looking at just runs in general, he gave up twenty, twenty, no, eighteen less runs. So I mean, there's no, there's no comparison. Yeah, well, he was superb. Right. And I mean, then, as bad as the Mets were, I definitely wanted to see when he started. Well, I was, as, I, you know, I was flipping that channel. As bad as the Mets were, I mean. <laughs> DeGrom still got a, at least one first-place yeah. vote for MVP. Yeah, he never complained. He never whined. I mean, right, right, yeah, but he's a guy. you got to sign that long-term deal with this guy. They probably will. He's, I mean, st- what, 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 he's still he's, trying to tell. He's staying with the same agency, but, I mean, yeah. 
I mean, so but he so don, so great was his season that at least one MV, one voter for the MVP gave him a vote, a first place vote. You know, Christian Yelich, you know, pretty much handily won that um, with a fantastic September. He got so t- out of thirty first place votes, Yelich got twenty nine. Degrom got the other one. <laughs> That's great. But yeah, I mean, Yelich, he almost he was one home run and two RBI short of the triple crown. He was pretty yeah, much the reason yeah. the Brewers stormed into the NLCS. Well, yeah, 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 it's a great story. Right, and Mookie Betts became the 11th Boston Red Sox to win um, hmm. uh, MVP. You know They with, are dominant. Yeah, with such names as Pedroia and Ted Williams, Clemens, Fred Lynn. It's huge. Yaz, Rice, Jimmy Fox, so move it's on. It's good to be a Boston fan, good time. Right, Mike Trout, who is... You know, he is the MVP vote du jour, and every year he's consistent. He's a usual suspect there. He only got one first-place vote. I mean, yeah, and he's in Siberia. I mean, he is. Sad. He doesn't get national exposure. No, but nobody on the West Coast does. Yeah, true. Nobody does. So so that's that's what's going on there in baseball. And the hot stove is moving along very slowly, not much. I mean, it's usually after the... Um, there after Thanksgiving, you know, the families get together. Hey, where do you think we should go? Blah blah blah. You know, the Yankees are apparently going very hard after Machado. Um, but we'll see how that actually works out. Yeah, but I mean, can you have that type of work ethic? I don't know. I mean, that guy's—he's known to take it easy now and then. Yeah, and not just take it easy now and then, but also he's a little—you uh, know—not vindictive, but he'll get a little punchy. He'll get a little. Uh, little chippy with some of the other players you know that's what i'm saying do you need that no well you the know yankees don't need that no they but have other options. well hank steinbrenner apparently has, has made public comments saying like i need to talk to him because that doesn't fly in new york which you know it's true because the you know especially the yankees the season doesn't start until october we've heard that numerous times so if you're gonna come and act like you're a world beater and you're just beating yourself up what's the point because those boo birds do not. T- I mean, yeah. Stanton, in his first five weeks, he was going through a slump, and they were right. boo- booing him after the second game when he went over four. I mean, this is ridiculous. Right, right, right. It's absolutely ridiculous. Well, he really collapsed in the playoffs. Yeah, he did. He did, but also, the. I mean, yeah, but the, but but these are hired guns. These are mercenaries. It's true. It's true. Yeah, and they don't they don't fight as hard mercenaries. No. Moving over to college football, uh, rankings stay pretty much the same. Three undefeated teams up at the it's top. Alabama and everyone else. We've Alabama, the whole year. Alabama, Clemson, and Notre Dame. And there was some movement by Central Florida. They oh, jumped. What, what are they up to now? Eleven. Yes, they jumped up one spot, all because Kentucky <laughs> lost. So it it left a gaping hole in, in the top. Somebody's listening to this show. Yeah, so it gave a yeah wide opening because I think there was something like ninth. So everybody kind of moved up one. Yeah. Um, but I mean, yeah. So twenty twenty two game winning streak by uh, UCF, and they're still. They you know, no respect. They're only one spot up ahead of a two loss Syracuse team. It's unbelievable. Yeah. Well, they'll win out. Don't worry. Right. Well. Right now, it doesn't look like there's much movement. I, Michigan is the only one that could maybe drop um, if they lose to Ohio State in the last week. But they're pretty much assured a game in the uh, Big Ten Championship. Clemson, obviously, they're 
ACC championship, Alabama. Now, here's the interesting thing people are talking about. Yeah, kind of looking ahead. Um, Alabama is will likely face Georgia for the SEC championship game. So okay. if, now, if Georgia wins that, no, come on. No, 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 no. Just hear me out. And I know it's you know two, three weeks away, four weeks away, whatever. Sure. But when not even four weeks, I think it's like two weeks. Not a turkey dinner, so what? Right, of course. So if Georgia beats Alabama in that SEC championship game, Alabama's not going to drop out of the top four. Georgia's going to jump. So that means that you're going to go into the college football playoffs with two teams from the same conference plus an independent. That will leave Big Ten, Big Tw- uh, Pac-12, Big 12 as well, you know, out of out of it, and so in a in a in a place where there's five, the Power Five conferences, but only four slots for the playoffs. Right. You know, my hope for then there to be a rallying cry to expand it to eight games would really start to pick up steam. But that's of course if Georgia actually can do something against yeah, Alabama. Yeah, that's you know. I mean, we're pretty certain. That's a stretch, right? Right. I mean, it's pretty much going to be Alabama, Clemson, Notre Dame. They're pretty much guaranteed a slot in the national in the playoff picture. It's just sure, who's going to be number James four. It's a big story this year. They're a very and, big story. And everybody wants to see what you know what it's about with Alabama. Right now, they do have a test this week. Does Notre Dame? Uh, they go up against the uh, number twelve Syracuse at Yankee Stadium in their Shamrock series series mm-hmm. that they, you know, play big time opponents in. Uh, you know, so they're. I like that. Right, UFC's got the got number twenty four Cincinnati. Not that that's really going to jump up, but I mean, you know, I don't think Ohio State's going to lose to Maryland. You know, West Virginia may might lose to Oklahoma State, but I doubt it. Is the Army Navy game a story? Uh, yeah, it still is, especially when it's the only the only college game that weekend. Right. Um, you know, and especially because you know Navy. Navy does well, uh, and there's always the who will win that game. So, you know, there's there's always some interest to it, but that's the first week of December while people are, are craving the bowl games. So, yeah. All right. Well, thanks very much for joining me this week, Dad. Well, that was fun. All right. Great. All right. We'll see you later. Uh, have, I believe the next time we'll talk is post maybe around Thanksgiving. So if we don't talk to you prior to Thanksgiving, happy Thanksgiving, everybody. Oh, happy Thanksgiving to all. Uh, Happy and a healthy. All right, take care. And Andrew, take it away. This has been another episode of Everyman Sports. The show's music is Cold Funk by Kevin McLeod and is licensed under CC Attribution 3.0. Everyman Sports can be found on Facebook.com, where you can like it to receive updates and news. Visit Everyman Sports in the iTunes store to leave a review of the show. Also, Visit everymansports.podbean.com directly to comment and support. Everyman Sports can be contacted directly at everymansports at gmail.com.